Hey, welcome to Long Distance Sisters. I'm Tori. I'm McKenna. And I'm Serena. Come chat with us while we're far apart. Okay, let's get started. Hi, you guys. Welcome to this episode of Long Distance Sisters. It's actually just me today, McKenna. Um, so this will be like a mini-sode kind of deal. And if you hear other noises, it's because I'm outside recording this. It's a nice day, so why not? Um, but in this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about something that has been weighing on my mind a lot lately, and that is the job application process. It's super stressful. I was went through it last summer. And I'm going through it again right now because my time in the AmeriCorps program at Georgia Sea Trail Center is nearing an end. I have about three months left before I finish the program, but less than two months until I finish my required hours. I have been actually applying for jobs here and there since December, um, just because I really hope to end up back in Atlanta. Um, but yeah, the Oh my god, okay. There are a lot of bugs if you see me doing random movements. I mean, yeah, I was really upset when my family decided to move halfway around the world when I was almost 13. But I mean, I got over that. And other than that, it's definitely the job application process last summer and this spring, I guess. The times I've probably been the most down in my life that I can remember. And it's just, there's so, it's so hard because, I mean, when I was a graduating undergrad, I knew I was going to go right into um, my master's degree, so I wasn't too worried about finding a job. And so when, like, you're graduating from undergrad, you probably, I heard a lot of my friends and some of you are probably hearing your friends being like, oh, yeah, I already have a job lined up, even if it's still the beginning of spring semester. And you're like, well, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing a few months from now. Great. Of course, I'm coming from the field of animal husbandry. Um, and a lot of my friends that had jobs were like more in business related jobs, I guess. But coming at it from the husbandry viewpoint, animal husbandry, animal care, zookeeping, whatever. Um, and I'm sure there are other fields where it's like this, but it's so hard to get into. And no matter how hard you try, it's like you're not making any leeway. I mean, especially when it comes to animal care, so many kids dream of doing this stuff. Obviously, I was one of them. So there are a lot of people applying, and especially last summer when they were bringing back a lot of jobs that have been taken away from COVID, there were a lot of people applying who I guess had lost those jobs. And I've even heard of people applying to Georgia Sea Trail Center because they realized during COVID that they want to do something that means more to them and that they're more passionate about, which kudos for them for going after it. But, well, there's a quite a number who are switching to this field. There's, I think, a 34-year-old AmeriCorps member right now, so good for her. Um, she's on the research team. And there was an older woman who applied for a vet tech position or well, more like veterinary assistant position at the Sea Trail Center. Um, yeah, I must have submitted an about an application a day since um, last summer, 
at least when I was really going, like I'll go anywhere for a job. Um, yeah, an application a day since about late April after I finished my master's presentation through mid-July, I wanna say. Um, I easily submitted probably over 60, 70, maybe even 80 applications. And I only heard back from four positions. Um, I, I mean, well, I heard back from more. I was only offered interviews for four positions. Um, but actually most of the jobs never even got back to me saying I was even like denied. One job I applied to May 4th of last year only denied me December 30th. And I was like, really? Like obviously by that point I knew I didn't get it, but really? But yeah, it's just, it's a lot of work applying to jobs, making your cover letter fit for the job you're applying to and just having that stress of applying to one every day. And it was just like, I had to keep applying because I wasn't hearing anything. Like I was fine finding new jobs that I was excited about and filling out applications for them. Um, but then just over and over and over again, not hearing back or being denied really hurt. And the four interviews I was offered, two were for one organization, two were for the Georgia Sea Trail Center, um, for different AmeriCorps positions, and all of them were temporary. All of them. Um, two of them were six months at the other organization. I did get an interview for a six-month research AmeriCorps position here, um, and obviously I ended up, I told them I preferred the year-long husbandry position though, because a lot of jobs in the animal care experience are like, in the animal care field are like, oh, you need you know, preferred at least one year of animal care experience. Um, even though I also have shadowed vets before, I've done pre-veterinary internships in South Africa, working with small animals, so like dogs, cats, livestock, and wildlife. It's just, and I have a master's degree, which, I mean, I don't use as a way of saying hi, I'm mighty, but like, shouldn't that mean something when you're applying to jobs? Like, maybe it won't make the difference when it comes to actually getting the job, but getting an interview at least. I mean, my dad was a hiring manager for the company he used to work for. And he looked over my resume and my cover letter and he thought that they were great. Um, obviously he made a few tweaks, but he is so confused about why I'm not getting a job either or at least an interview. But yeah, I, for the past few months, I've just been flying here or there, maybe like two positions a month at Zoo Atlanta and Georgia Aquarium. Even when you apply to these positions, like Zoo Atlanta's automated message is like, oh, you know, thank you for your application. You know, we'll take a look. Sure, they take a look, I don't know. Um, and then we'll let you know if you would like to interview you, but due to the volume of applications, please don't reach out to us. And so my dad's always like, reach out to them. And then I remind him of that. And he's like, oh yeah, that's stupid. That's a stupid policy. And I'm like, well, I agree, but I also get it because then they have so many emails to deal with, probably. Um, but at least maybe that might help them weed out who cares more about getting the job. Um, but for Georgia Aquarium, I actually, a few months ago, went onto LinkedIn, went to the Georgia Aquarium page, and it said like, 26 people from 
your school work here? Um, so like other UGA alum. So I found two of them based on their job title that I reached out to. One was a senior biologist. Um, I say was, because she just left for a somewhat new field. She's in environmental assessment now. And the other is um, an associate curator for one of the galleries. And, you know, they've been very encouraging. They, I was able to ask them a lot about what it was like working there. They had both been there for over 15 years. So I made a connection that way. Um, they said there's a part in Georgia Graham's application where you can put if you talk to people um, who work there. So they both said I could put them down for that, put them down for referring me to Aquarius Positions there. Um, and I have one person, another person who actually one of the staff members at Georgia Sea Turtle Center links me up with, who's a mammals and birds trainer there. So I put her, I'm able to put her down as a reference for those ones. We yeah, have still no traction from that, even though one of, even though the curator said for an application I applied to a while back that I just, no, that I haven't heard back from, I think, yeah, that she was gonna, she said she would make sure the hiring manager looked at it. Um, but I never heard anything from that one. But I might have just had some luck. Knock on wood, which I'm sitting on with. Georgia Aquarium, I just applied to like a quarantine acquisitions position there and for as an aquarist. And the like curator, one of the curators for quarantine and acquisitions came down with um, one of her aquarists to one, admit a new patient for us here at the George C. Charles Center, who's one of their cold stones who isn't doing, cold stone sea turtles, obviously, who isn't doing so well, and to release another of their cold stone sea turtles. Um, so I got to go out with them. And earlier that day, I had asked the George C. Charles Center director if she had anyone who she could put me in contact with at Atlanta. Um, because we do work with them with our Diamondback Terrapin Head Start program. So like raising Diamondback Terrapin hatchlings. And she said, yeah. And she was like, oh, um, are you applying to anything at Georgia Aquarium? I said, yeah, I actually just applied to this Aquarius position. Um, one of the rehabilitation technicians who I won't name um, is one of my references for it. Um, so she knew that a staff member had already known. She's like, oh, well, Georgia Aquarium's coming down here later today. And when we were out with Georgia Aquarium, once we had done our business of releasing their turtles and one of our turtles, actually, she was like, hey, McKenna, tell her um, what job you just applied for. So she told me, so I obviously told her, I applied for a position in her, position in her department. And she said, oh, well, we're about to start looking through applications. Um, so that was Thursday night. And she obviously had to drive all the way back to Atlanta from here, Friday, um, and today's Monday, so I'm not expecting any word yet, but hopefully, hopefully that gets me an interview, because if that doesn't, I'm just going to go way deep down in the spiral, because it's not, it's giving me some optimism, but not that week beforehand was probably the saddest I've ever been, and it hurts just thinking about it, and it hurts thinking if I don't even get an interview for this, what's my, what are my chances? I'm gonna have to go back to internship, unpaid internships. And there's some part-time 
internships at Zoo Atlanta and George Aquarium. So I figured I would do that and like work part-time as a dog trainer, I guess, to get training experience, which I don't have. But it was, that week was so hard for me. I just wanted to stay home from the Sea Turtle Center, which I didn't let myself do. I probably should have one of those days. Um, but I'm glad I didn't because I got to meet people from Georgia Aquarium, uh, which was really great. And I started, like, I've considered go- doing therapy before. I know my mom took me when I was little. I don't know why she did when I was, like, 12. Um, she never told me. I probably should ask her. Um, but, well, her and my dad took me for just a few sessions. But... Here and there, I've considered therapy, but last week I took another few steps and I went onto my like insurance plan, like onto the website and start looking for virtual therapy appointments um, that the insurance would cover. So that's for then I've gone to my therapy search for. And if I don't get this interview, I'll definitely be using those resources. One of the resources that I found, but it's just so hard. And obviously, like, yeah, that was definitely the most down I can remember myself feeling. And I actually had a dream about having a cold. I think it was two Fridays ago, and like I was sneezing the whole time, and well, not sneezing. I had like a clogged nose, and I was coughing a lot. When I woke up, I was like, that's weird. I don't really remember feeling sick like that in a dream before. Like, and so I was like, oh, I'm just gonna look up when it means like it might be not because sometimes I just do that, even though I think it's kind of silly. And you know, it probably doesn't mean anything. But I mean, I just told you how how I had been feeling and how it was the lowest I remember myself feeling. And this is what it said. And I don't remember ever. Yeah, like I said, I don't remember ever feeling like that in the dream. And this is the first thing that came up. Person who dreams about having a cold is often an indication of being in a hostile environment. People feel that they are trying to, their best to obtain something. But in the end, what they get is very little compared to what they deserve. If you dream of having a cold, it might be a sign of depression or rejection from your surroundings. Having cold dreams means some stagnation of energy, that feeling that you cannot accomplish anything in your life. And that was spot on how I was feeling. I immediately texted it to my best friend who I've been talking about my feelings with. And I went into work the next day and I talked to some other AmeriCorps members about it. And they were like, oh my God, McKenna, that's spot on for you. And for them somewhat. Um, we're all kind of feeling like that. And it's hard being in this AmeriCorps environment because we're all like, none of us have any idea. I think one person like out of like 16 people. So how's that? But I have no idea where we're going to be three months from now. And it's like, that's what college was. Okay. I don't need to, I feel like I'm back in college because I'm just surrounded by people who are working towards goals, but have no idea where they're gonna be a few months from now. And it's just given me a lot of anxiety. And 
it just reminds me of how hard the job search is and how hard it can be to break into certain fields. And I just want, if you've listened this far, thank you. But I just want you to know that you're not the only one who's struggling with this and that it is a, I mean, if you're feeling down for a really long time, probably try getting some therapy. There are a million, a million, but loads of YouTubers and podcasters with like better help therapy discounts if you don't have insurance or your insurance doesn't cover therapy, which I think most insurances should, but I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But it happens to all of us. You're not the only one who's constantly being rejected or seemingly ignored by all the places you're applying to. And I know it can be hard. And I've put in so much effort and I know I'm not the only one. And I just, we gotta keep on trucking. At least I still have three months here, maximum. And somewhere to be. I'll leave here if I do leave after a year with that preferred, not required, but preferred year of animal care experience. And I mean, if you're passionate about something, just keep pushing for it. I served and bartended while working on my master's because that's the only thing I could do with COVID. I couldn't start somewhere new. I couldn't find a job as a veterinary assistant or receptionist or anything. So I went back to serving a bartending. Um, and hopefully, I mean, if I do have to do the internship and then some other uh, part-time internship and some other part-time job combination in the fall, I will. But I don't know what I'm gonna do if that doesn't pan out or if my applications or full-time positions don't pan out. It's just really hard to think about. And hopefully I have better news soon, but for right now, that's where I'm at. And um, it's just a life update, I guess. An emotional one that involved crying, which is also the time I've probably cried most in my life. It's super great. At least in my like grown, mature life, because I probably cried a lot moving to Australia because I was 13 year old. 12 year old who thought her life was being taken away from her and she was being dramatic. I feel like this, my drama right now, is there's better reasoning behind it and it's more understandable, I guess. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying, I think. I think. Yeah. Hello, I am back inside now because I was, as I was walking back inside, I realized I forgot to mention what I've been doing to help, I guess. Like, cope with this these feelings escape from them when I'm not digging deep and like realizing why they're there and ways I can keep working to help overcome them or something but I've been reading a lot I've been doing um enjoyable exercise which I always do enjoyable exercise if I'm not enjoying it I'm not gonna finish it or I'm just gonna let that music continue playing and I'll just do my own thing um I really like who I mentioned in our 2021 favorites video, um, MK Fit, EMK Fit on YouTube, who does like hit top kind of hit um, dance workouts, super fun, can pick what matches your mood, um, really enjoy stretching. Obviously I still tumble. Um, 
so yeah stuff like that things I really enjoy doing I love doing resistance band leg workouts I'm about to do one after this so very much looking forward to that I find that I always feel so much better mentally after I finish a workout so especially an enjoyable workout uh, that's really important um, and then I socializing, but in an environment where like, I'm not talking about work or something. So I play beach, obviously I socialize at tumbling kind of, I mean, it's mostly younger kids. And then I also socialize with the adults there, but I mean, we're mostly talking about tumbling. And then there's this like group of people on Jekyll Island who play beach volleyball together Tuesday nights. So I go and play with them and we're obviously like, we all work at different places. Um, I mean, there's like two other AmeriCorps members who come, but we don't talk about work there. So it's nice just like getting to know new people, not talking about work, not, especially when you're like with coworkers, like you tend to complain about work. I mean, pretty much every job has something to complain about. Um, or you're talking about work in some capacity, like, oh, did you hear what this person did today? And I'd really rather not partake in those conversations. So going to beach volleyball has been really fun. Um, just a great way to interact with new people. Plus, we're also playing volleyball. So we're talking about that. And then we're just getting to know each other on breaks. So that's really nice. But right now, I would say, yeah, those three things have been the best for me. So reading, um, joyful exercise and um, socializing, but not like talking really about work when socializing. If you guys have anything that you do to help manage these feelings, I guess, please leave them below. I'm not into journaling, but I'm sure that will work for some people. I'm sure I could try it, but I'm just going to focus on what I have in place already because that has been working. I am in a much better place right now than I was this time last week. Okay, um, back to outside McKenna. I'll just leave it there. Share your fellow struggles or inspirational messages in the comments. Leave a review. Subscribe for more content so it's not always, or if you want a job update in the future, if you want to hear what it has been like working in animal husbandry for the past nine plus months. I'm glad to talk about all of it. I'm glad to hear all of it. And I'm sure other people will be glad to read some of your stories and messages in the comments and reviews as well. So I guess one, two, or three of us sisters will see you um, again next week. Now, I'll leave you guys with this. No idea how long it's. Okay. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this week's Long Distance Sisters. Be sure to subscribe for more episodes and leave a good review. And check out the video version on our YouTube channel. You can find all of our other social media information in the description. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.